Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, your host, Paul Collis. If you know who I am from various other uh, items, such as The X Review from YouTube, as well as um, various other story-based podcasts, then please listen on. If you don't, this is a completely different show to what I normally do. Now, this show I've intended for general audiences because I want this show to be big. I want this show to be for everybody. 100% inclusion about every topic under the sun when it comes to live entertainment. Now, I'm not too fussed too much about television and to a degree certain movies, but I want to solely be concentrating on live entertainment. That is the future, my friends. Live entertainment. Who doesn't love live entertainment? And if you don't love live entertainment, go and watch Carnation Street or Emmerdale Farm. Emmerdale Farm? No, it's called Emmerdale. Sorry, I'm that old. <laughs> Anyways, I want to tell you a little bit about this podcast. Now, this podcast. I'm going to be going left, right and centre. I'll be interviewing lots of people, everyone from musicians to singers to comedians, even jugglers, any anyone that is involved with live entertainment, be you a technician, lighting, sound, stage, automation, or even the stage suite. I want to be able to interview every single person that wants to be involved. And... I want you to listen to their stories. Everyone has a story in entertainment and I want you to hear everyone that's fighting for their place up in the industry. We'll be on the ground with the grassroots and I'll be interviewing people whilst they're waiting to see their shows, waiting to see their favourite bands or favourite comedians in the queues at the Motor Point Arena as well as uh, possibly going to other random gigs where I'll be where if I can uh, speak to the band I will so this podcast will also have interviews via Skype or Zoom because I know artists that are all the way around the country personally and if you're listening to this and you're in a band that you want to just get that little bit of extra publicity email me seriously email me and I'll give you some airtime I want to be able to put your story out there so people can listen to your original music and know exactly where you're going to play and when you're going to play. So this is me going back to this grassroots and I want to know everyone. I want to be able to speak to everyone, whether you're a student band, whether you're an amateur dramatics and you want people to come and see your play in the local amateur theatre. I want people to listen to your story. So if you want to contact us to get your story out there, email musterxmedia at gmail.com. That's musterxmedia at gmail.com. So I wanted to go over uh, some of the other podcasts that we do with Master X Media. And these are story-based podcasts. So the first one is Gumshoe. So I'm going to play the intro and then I'm going to talk about it. Warning, this podcast contains strong, offensive and misogynistic language that some listeners may find offensive. The name's Vert. Percival Reginald Vert. 
and I run the PVAT Detective Agency. The year is 2055 and the police have been defunded. So if you need a police investigation, the cops will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. So I wanted to talk to you guys about Gumshoe. Now, it's not the typical private detective kind of storytelling because the character, Vert, Percival Reginald Vert, he runs the Pervert Detective Agency. So PR Vert, Pervert Detective Agency. And he is the sleaziest, scummiest piece of crap anyone any human can be he's not a hero he is the absolute anti-hero he is a real nasty opportunistic misogynistic exploitative bastard anyone could ever be now why did i do a podcast like this well (laughs) because it's fun to be a real grotty sleazy piece of work yeah I mean, it will put feminists. If you so, if you if you're a feminist, you and you listen to this. You're not gonna like this. You're not gonna like this podcast because it is real nasty and real, <laughs> real misogynistic. And w- the reason why I did this is because it's so goddamn wrong. That's why it's so goddamn hilarious. You <laughs> you can't do anything serious about a guy like this so it's the most how can I pull it to keep it interesting it's got to go to uh, 11 you've got to turn the character of being a real horrible piece of work you got to turn him all the way up to be 11 so it's like Basil 40 on a real sleazy slant you know sleazy nasty misogynistic slant to him you know a real horrible piece of work why did i do this it wasn't to wind anyone up no it's (laughs) it is just pure fun it's pure fun to listen to it's pure fun to make and uh i have to say sometimes i do get stuck on what am i going to do next what how low can someone be the first episode it's called A New Low, where uh, Percival, he, if you haven't listened to it, I, I recommend you listen to it. It's real brutal. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Percival, he um, he's skint at this point. He's really skint. And... <laughs> and the only way to keep the, uh, the uh, pilot light going and his business is to uh, take matters into his own hands and do a bit of fundraising and he comes up with the idea of robbing people's animals their pets and this lady comes in so after he lectures over her and just signs out thinking what he wants to do with this lady and being a real horrible sleazy piece of work which she she doesn't realise what he's doing she doesn't realise whatsoever until uh, she goes out telling him you know after she's told him the full story when the last time she saw her dog he's gone missing for a couple of days 
and she hands him a photograph of her dog. Once Percival has uh, the <laughs> has the picture, he uh, sends her off on her way, and he walks down to his basement in his office, and there, for everyone to see or not to see, a cage after cage after cage of cats and dogs and any other animal that he's happened to nick that he knows is someone's pet. So. Uh, <laughs> He can actually either get a reward or someone will come to him to see if he can find their missing pet, which is really sick. It's incredibly sick. <laughs> but it's a it's a real rotten way to make a bit of money, after say. <laughs> so that, so that's the kind of person Percival Vert is. He's not a sound character. He is not a good person. He's just paid to do some of the jobs that the police don't want to do because they've been completely defunded and uh, if you want a police investigation you have to pay a thousand quid a day for the investigation and so justice becomes affordable they the government in this fictitious uh, setting licenses out to uh, contractors to private investigators, private detectives, and they can charge whatever they want. So they always undercut the police because they know that people come to them more. And Percival has decided he's gonna go down the cheap route, I mean the proper cheap route, the bare minimum so he can still make a living. And he charges 250 quid a day as opposed to a grand that the police spend. And you got PIs who will charge anything in between mostly on the higher end as well so they're still just slightly cheaper than the police but they might turn over a nice profit whereas first of all just wants the cheapskates to come to him because he knows that there's a market for people that want quick easy justice for a very affordable price so he exploits people he exploits people so much <laughs> and half the time it's just an easy job it's an easy job but it's also jobs that the professionals, the proper top level, the top tier people just don't want to do those jobs because they're just not worth it. So there's an episode called the uh, washing line panty sniffer. <laughs> it's ridiculous, it's absolutely ridiculous. And Percival is hired to um, find this guy in this gated community who uh, keeps jumping people's fences and sniffing the ladies underwear off the uh, washing line. It's rotten, it's brutal, and <laughs> he's there to, and it's not actually him, it's not personal, he does it. He actually finds the person responsible for it, and the person that you least expect, I suppose. It's always the way the, the person that you least expect when, uh, when a story like this happens. It's a fun, it's a fun little story, it's a fun set of stories, and... Now, I've only got series one so far. Series two is in production as we speak, alongside 30 years since uh, series four, the fourth and final series. So I'm hoping to at least get one more series of um, of Gumshoe out for people to listen to. Now, if you haven't already heard it, and you're listening to this on a podcast platform. You, you'll find it on this platform. Just type in Gumshoe 
and you'll notice because it'll have uh, by Paul Carlos and Master X Media and whatnot. I'm just going to list out all the uh, platforms that these uh, podcasts are on. And Gumshoe is on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora AMP, Red Circle, Spotify, and Stitcher, and as well as our uh, Master X Media podcast channel on YouTube. So, plenty of places to find Gumshoe. If you haven't heard it, it is funny, it is witty, it is <laughs> sick and twisted and depraved. <laughs> and very, very misogynistic. Definitely not for the younger listeners. And if you uh, get easily triggered because you're a feminist, don't listen to it. Seriously, don't listen to it. I mean, you don't have to listen to it. Uh, but Or if you're curious and you want something to complain about, please listen to it. It's brutal. And people don't, and people in general are not like this. Percival is just the most lowest of the low caricature of what a man definitely don't want to be. No man wants to be Percival Vert, a sad loner who goes perving on his clients and doing all these morally questionable things. <laughs> yes, definitely not for uh, the faint of heart and easily offended. So what is happening on Master X Media this week? Well, on Friday the 10th, I'll be uh, down the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff, speaking to the crowd as they go in to watch the specials. There won't be any interviews from the specials, unfortunately, because I'm not that important enough to go and speak to them in person. But I'll give you my own little review of the show. And hopefully I'll get some more interviews from people after the show. So we'll see how that goes. I wanted to talk to you guys about our other podcast called 30 Years Since. Now, I love this podcast. It's my favourite and it's about to start its fourth series. So... I'm going to play the intro and then I'll tell you more about it. This podcast contains themes that are unsuitable for younger listeners and parental guidance is advised. It's been 30, 30 years, years since they came. 30, 30 years. years? No! They took my child. 30 years. I'm going to kill you. No! 30 Years Since They Came 30 Years Since is a sci-fi podcast set 30 years after an alien invasion where us as humans had our artists handed to us. It's very rare that you get this. In fact, I don't have an example where the aliens absolutely wiped the floor of us. Well, maybe. Fallen Sky, maybe. But they still kind of win. <laughs> uh, no, but, yes, um... Normally, in an alien invasion scenario, America saves the planet, which it doesn't. They get wiped out just as quickly as the British, just as quickly as the French, and everyone else. So every, the whole of the world gets taken over in a matter of minutes. You know, they just land their dropships and just destroy, kill, maim, and just completely take over. And the first episode goes into what happened on the day that they arrived and then it goes into what happens 30 years after and that's where the whole of the podcast is set 
In the first series of 30 years since, you've got a handful of characters that tell their stories from the first person perspective. So it's it's like I'm talking to all of you. Yeah, like I'm talking to you now, this is my first person perspective. Whereas um, the second and third series and the fourth series, which, I, which is under production at the moment, uh, they're all done in the third person, so you'll have the characters interacting with each other and you'll be the third person that's listening into the interactions between the, all the characters that's going on. The reason why I did this change, because it worked, the first person perspective works on the first series and it works really well in my opinion because they're talking about their own little personal stories about how they all met how they met the how they all met the man in black or he's also known as the old man because he is it's he was quite old before the aliens turned up and then he's been thir- he's been fighting them for over 30 years so he's now a real old man and he wears a black trench coat wears all black and uh, <laughs> he's got a trench coat that gets uh, Damage. When he gets damaged, he um, use it. He cuts off the skin of his enemies to patch it up. And the enemy enemies are the Anunnaki. Now, why did I use the Anunnaki? You know, these are David Icke's uh, reptilians. They're uh, other people's reptilians in the uh, conspiracy theories and whatnot. And I thought, you know what, the reptilians. Anunnaki, why not? Why not just use them as the uh, bad guys? Why not? Yeah, they they take they take us over. They've abducted all the children from the planet. Any children that's uh, fit, yeah, that's physically fit, and everyone else got left behind, or uh, even escaped the clutches of them. So it's just old people left. You had uh, the weak, the dying, the sick or people that escaped if they're children that were left on earth basically just to uh, keep the keep the pilot light going to keep the human species going because the Anunnaki harvested the youth of the world and just took them away and this is 30 years after this is uh, these events have happened so you've got the resistance the resistance in this particular area because it's all fractured it's all splintered you've got most people just giving up and other people that want to get the earth back to human control and not Anunnaki control so you've got the man in black you've got Josh you've got Henry in the first series and then right at the very end you meet some Anosapiens so they're half Anunnaki, half uh, half human. Basically, they were another genetically engineered species made by the Anunnaki to uh, do a purpose on another planet. And the human species were genetically engineered to do a function on our planet by the Anunnaki because they'd been twice before, I believe. Was it twice? Yeah, I think I wrote that they turned up here twice before. So you meet two Anasapiens, one called Anna and one called Chi Chi. And they, the Anasapiens, they look pretty much human, but they're all green with uh, reptilian features. 
but they've got hair. They are actually mammals, they're not actual reptiles, they're just an amalgamation of the two. But they've got human facial features and whatnot. And they help the old man, Josh and Henry. They, uh, they GTA a spaceship and series two is all about how they're trying to find weapons to fight the Anunnaki because the only humans that can use Anunnaki technology were slightly were slightly altered variations of them called the Nephilim. So rich, wealthy families, long bloodlines that controlled places such as royalty, politicians and whatnot, they would all be Nephilim because they've got the genetic marker that lets them use Anunnaki technology and they were guarding the secret for uh, near enough a millennia since the Anunnaki last came. The Nephilim are there basically to bridge the gap between the two. Now with the uh, Nephilim you've got the old man who happens to be a Nephilim who was born as it but he didn't know he was a Nephilim because he was the bastard son of a bastard so he's just got the gene he didn't inherit anything other than the gene and he only finds it out in in the first series so the Anusapiens they can use Anunnaki technology because they've got more the Anunnaki genealogy within them so they can all use the Anunnaki technology where most humans just can't so they need to go and find some weapons that are just as powerful as the Anunnaki's. So the non-Nephilim humans, well, can use weapons that can defeat the Anunnaki, and that's the whole basis of the th of the second series. And then series three, the main basis of that is uh, to launch the attack on the Anunnaki to get some absolute sweet revenge. And they needed the help of the Greys, Grey aliens. The old cliche, you know, grey aliens, wide-eyed, wide spindly legs and whatnot, and telepathic. They don't talk with their mouths, because their mouths are pretty small anyways, I suppose. But, no, they talk telepathically. The greys upgrade the uh, Anasapien ship, which was named HMS Bounty, because they're completely wanted by everyone in the Anunnaki Empire. Aptly uh, named the HMS Bounty for that reason hijack ship etc etc so a little bit of uh, history in, involved in that and series 4 is about to be in production so I'm near enough finished uh, writing the synopsis of every episode and what I want to do in fact near enough every episode is fully written ready to go and the last episode of series 3 goes out on Friday the 5th of November so the following week is when series 4 comes out what I tend to do is I uh, record and write the whole series in bulk then I'll pre-upload it all ready to go have a few weeks off and get moving on the next series so there's gonna be by the end of that episode it'll be the 40th episode and episodes range between uh, 12 and 20 minutes depending on that what's how much is going on in that episode i do hope that you guys get to listen to it there'll be a link to it below so uh if you're listening to this on one of the podcast platforms it will just search the platform that you're currently on and you'll be able to find 
30 years since by Master X Media. Uh, and it'll have my name on there, Paul Collins, who's the author. If uh, you're listening to this on YouTube, but you just want to listen to it on the yeah, other platforms, 30 Years Since is on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora AMP, Red Circle, Spotify and Stitcher and it's also on our Master X Media podcast channel on YouTube as well. We've got another podcast called Attribute to Men That Hate Their Jobs and you've also got Gumshoe but there'll be a separate segment on those at some point in the future. What else, what other shows have I got to see this week? Thursday the 16th, I'll be down looking at McFly. Yet again, I'll be uh, waiting to interview people in the uh, queue, waiting to go in. And hopefully we'll get some good uh, little interviews going. And on that Friday, we'll be back down at the arena with Albo. So on Master X Media, that same week, we have on the Friday... We've got our podcast 30 Years Since, Series 3, Episode 2. If you haven't already seen it, you can catch up by clicking on the links in the description below. We've also got a uh, Kinko Amari, There's a Hurricane Tonight. So that'll be an interesting uh, review and reaction video. On uh, Saturday, we have a review from the X Review from the band Everglow with their song La Da. On Sunday, we have the ex review Chemical Brothers Believe. Now, I love that song. On Monday, we have the podcast Tribute to Men That Hate Their Jobs Series 2, Episode 21. If you haven't heard any of these podcasts, you can catch up in by uh, clicking the links in the description below. And uh, ex review, we have a review on Hole with their song Celebrity Skin. Then Tuesday, we have an ex review video from Scandal. Everybody say yeah, which I love these uh, Asian bands. I love them. And then on the Wednesday, we have we have an extra view video, Charmania, I'm a pop, as well as a podcast from Monster X Media called Gumshoe Episode Seven. Yet again, the links will always be in the description below. And on the Thursday, not only will I be down at the Motor Point Arena covering McFly. But we'll also be uh, doing an extra review video from Rolling Quartz with a song Misery Business. And Friday, it is an extra review video from Smashing Pumpkins, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Love that classic. And we've got the podcast 30 years since Series 3, Episode 3. As well as I'll be covering Albo down at the Motor Point Arena. So that is a nice fun-filled week with lots of stuff uh, in our calendar. I wanted to introduce you guys to another one of our Master X Media podcasts. And this is a story-based podcast, which is pure fiction, based around um, a gentleman who ended up having to work a real horrible job because of the global pandemic. It's the third and final series, so we've got a lot of episodes, and, and I'm talking about a lot of episodes, for you to listen to it at the very beginning. They're all available in usual places. Here's the intro. After its intro, I'll go straight into describing what's going on. And if you want to listen to it, all the links are in the description below the podcast, as well as where you can find it. So we'll go into that all in a moment. But first, here's its intro.
This is a tribute to men that hate their jobs from Muster X Media, Series 3, Episode 3, Tanya the Tanorexic Toxic Teenage Trollop. I wanted to talk and tell you guys about my uh, my other podcast, um, which is on its final series now, and that is uh, a tribute to men that hate their jobs which is on its third and final series, and I've done a lot of episodes of this one. I mean, a lot of episodes. <laughs> this series finishes uh, at the end of January next year, so it's based, basically, the uh, narrator ended up having to do a real shitty job that he really hated because of the pandemic, and it was the first podcast that I actually started on. It is... Uh, 95% an exaggeration and even not even real and it's an exaggeration of when I had to do a real shitty pandemic job because my job in entertainment was gone the government just wiped it out like that um, and there's nothing anyone in the entertainment industry could do for 18 months even longer actually I'm about to go back or even longer actually it's just how it goes you know you can't socially distance for five even six thousand people seven thousand if it's a full capacity standing uh, gig it just it just doesn't work you can't do it so we, we were shut down for a long time very long time so tribute to men that hate their jobs is very very loosey and i i stress that it is incredibly based on my pandemic job when I was working for a fast food restaurant and I'm not gonna say which one it is it could be obvious from some of the clues that I leave in the uh, podcast but nothing's particularly named I've, I've not named anything now when I say Lucy base I mean it is 95 96% an exaggeration a caricature on reality there's not much reality in it but the themes and the clientele that the narrator goes into you do see a lot of that in real life a lot of scumbags in real life to be honest especially the uh, particular branch that I worked in always full of scumbags that just go out their way to just pee you off really I mean totally pee you off and uh, you've got some uh, how can I put it? Some absolute morons that work for that company as well. You know, people that worked there for a long time and got nowhere in life. And they do happen to uh, be quite moronic. I'm not saying that all of them are. Most of them are good people. Most people that work for that, that particular branch are really good people. I've painted a certain picture of uh, this particular restaurant and I don't want to tar most of the uh, staff with that brush because they're not like that. They're definitely not. There's a lot of good people that worked where I worked. A tribute to men that hate their jobs is a proper full-blown caricature of my time having to stand on the door and following the most baitest and bullshittest rules that the government set that company that they had to follow and 
if you didn't follow those rules, these real bizarre, stupid rules, then uh, you'd get not only get shared up, but you could actually get a fine for breaking COVID policies on top of the company getting shut down. So these rules had to be adhered to and you had a lot of people, a lot of the customers, the clientele. They just couldn't follow the rules, not even for five minutes, 10 minutes, no. No, it's simple. Yeah, the most of the conflict come from people who uh, weren't exempt but pretended to be exempt from wearing a mask. And now, to be honest, I couldn't give a, a shit, yeah? I really could not give a shit, but I had to follow those rules. And the character within the uh, caricature of this got really annoyed with people not following the rules. I mean, totally totally annoyed especially when they take out this bullshit on him and the narrator just goes oh go eventually starts losing his faith in humanity and he carries on getting even more and more irate and more jaded and more not giving a shit really not caring not caring at all and it is just a sad reflection of at uh, the times of of COVID, really. Real sad reflection of it. Most people wouldn't even understand this until they've actually seen what's going on. And the way how I've put that fictitious podcast together, as I said, it's like only based 4% on reality, so basically using the rules and whatnot, uh, the rules that were set. And uh, a few of the types of people, I say types, I say archetypes really, it should be archetypes. And it's just, <laughs> it depresses me to think back to it. I mean, I'm out of that job now because I'm back to where, where I should be. Back to where I should be because the entertainment industry reopened, thankfully. It is a tribute and the reason why it's called a tribute to men that hate their job is because it's not strictly true. It's just like uh, exactly the same principle of Tenacious D's song, um, the greatest song in the world. This is a tribute, yeah. This is they're singing about the greatest song in the world, but it's not the greatest song in the world. It's just a tribute to it. Same way how you have the uh, tribute artists who uh, do facsimiles of bands like the Beatles or facsimiles of of Gary Barlow or something like that yeah it's all yeah it's it's as close as you can get to real life but you just know it's not real life and that is the whole point of a tribute to men that hate their jobs it is a tribute to the reality of standing on the door during the times of Covid <laughs> and then having to put up with people's shit and there was a lot of shit to be put up with. And if you haven't already done so, you can listen to that on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora AMP, Red Circle, Spotify and Stitcher. And it's also on our Master X Media podcast channel on YouTube as well. It's interesting. If you want to hear some of these COVID stories, it is a very interesting take on humanity, to say the least, on how low humanity has sunk of the pandemic it really is so check it out i uh, really insist that you check that one out there's some good bits in there there's some hilarious bits 
and there's some bits that would just make you angry and want to just smack some little shit out. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, in real life, you just got to hold your tongue. And uh, so it's just a, uh, it's a giant commentary on the times of COVID, the insanity of the bullshit rules and how people just don't want to follow rules for all the 10 minutes whilst they're in and just bullshit after bullshit after bullshit procedure and it's just as I said it's the pure commentary on it it's definitely worth a listen to it's the longest running podcast that I've got series one was like 19 to 20 episodes series two had 22 episodes and series three has uh, eighteen episodes. I know because I, I know that off the top of my head because <laughs> I just finished uploading it in advance. So the last episode of that goes out on Monday, the twenty fourth of January, twenty twenty two. So a lot of material now. I did work there long enough to get a fair amount of material. So give it a listen to. Even if you just listen to the one episodes and you can think, yeah, oh no, it's there, it's all there, and it's not going anywhere. So I hope you enjoy that one, I really do. As I, as I keep saying, there'll be links in the description below, so definitely check them out. If you haven't had a chance to check out anything else from Muster X Media, it'll be a great time to do it. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, some of the X Review videos, they could be pretty brutal. And the point is, I'm just being honest. And these, um, along with the story-based podcast, X Review is a channel that is not for children. The only product that Master X Media has that is specifically family-orientated and for children, or even adults alike, yeah, it's for everyone, is this podcast, which is the Turtle Entertainment Podcast. I just warn you now, the other podcasts and the X Review full of naughty language, lots of naughty language, not for children at all. The following week we've got some good stuff, but I'll go into that uh, as soon as I can. There's no point in that getting on that with you right now. If you check out our uh, social media on Facebook, Gab, Twitter, Parlor, you'll be able to catch more stuff um, in case you've missed it. And if there's anything on the spare at the moment, It'll all be on uh, our social media and it'll say, come and take a look at this. It'll be whatever it is. It will be from the Extra View channel or it'll be about our podcasts, about our other podcasts, shall I say. So we've got lots going on. Lots going on. One thing that I didn't want to happen on this podcast is uh, get drawn into celebrity culture. I don't want to be uh, going on and on and on about what celebrities have done, which has hit the press. There will be a little breaking news section if there's something big happening when it comes to uh, uh, a show or a band or anything. You know, some celebrity being a bit of a... How can we keep this PG? Yeah, I'm going to try and keep this PG. When a celebrity's been very, very naughty. Yeah, I don't really want to cover too much of stuff like this. Because everyone else covers that. I don't want to be caught in that trap. Obviously, if uh, there's an obituary, there will be a tribute to, uh, to that person that would have passed away. But to be perfectly honest, unless it's a big entertainment story... I don't really want to cover it on this podcast. 
other people do it and let them do that. This podcast is more about promoting young people. It's about it's about promoting up and coming bands or even people that just want to um, get their material out there. And I'm looking forward to this. So one more time, if you want to get your band or tell some jokes or anything, anything entertainment wise, if you want to contact me so you can get a little a little segment on this show, please email me on masterxmedia at gmail.com. That's masterxmedia at gmail.com. I look forward to reading your emails. And even if you want to do a shout out, give me the shout out and I'll uh, do it and I'll go through it for you. So I came across this on Facebook the other day and I thought this was hilarious and it was well worth the read. How to request a song from the band. When requesting a song from the band, just say, play my song. We have chips implanted in our heads with an unlimited database for the favourite tunes of every patron who ever walks into a bar and all songs ever recorded. So feel free to be vague. We love the challenge. If we say we really don't remember that tune you want, we're only kidding. Bands do know every song ever recorded, so keep humming. Hum harder if need be. It helps jog the memory. Or just repeat your request over and over and over and over again. If a band tells you they do not know a song you want to hear, they either forgot they know the tune or they are just putting you on. Try singing a few words for the band any words will do. It also helps to scream your request from across the room several times per set followed by the phrases Oh come on and you suck. Exaggerated hand gestures expressing disapproval from the dance floor are a big help as well such as the thumbs down or your middle finger up. Put downs are the best way to jog a band's memory. This instantly promotes you to the status of personal friend of the band. You can bet your request will be the next song we play. Entertainers are notorious fakers and jokesters and never really prepared for their shows. We simply walk on stage with no prior thoughts to what we do once we arrive. We don't actually make set lists or rehearse songs. We mostly just wait for you to all yell something out, then fake it. An entertainer's job is easy, even a monkey could do it, so don't let them off the hook easily. Your request is all that matters. Once you've figured out what genre of music the band plays, please make your request from a totally different genre. The more exaggerated, the better. If it's a blues band playing, yell for some Metallica, Black Sabbath or even Motley Crue. If it's a deaf speed metal band, be sure you request Brown Owned Girl or some Grateful Dead. We musicians constantly need to broaden our horizons and it's your job to see that happens immediately. Talking with the band. The best time to discuss anything with the band in any meaningful way is the middle of a song when our band members are singing at the same time. Our hearing is so advanced that we can pick out your tiny voice from the megawatt wall of sound blasting all around us. We can converse with you in sign language while singing the song, so don't worry that we're all middle of the chorus. 
Musicians are expert lip readers too. If your musician does not reply to your question or comment during a tune, it's because they didn't get to look at your mouth in order to read your lips. Simply continue to scream out your request and be sure to overemphasize the words of your lips. This helps immensely. Don't be fooled. Singers have the innate ability to answer questions and sing at the same time. If the singer doesn't answer your question immediately, regardless of how stupid the question may seem, it's because they are purposely ignoring you. If this happens, immediately cop an attitude. We love this. Important tip. When an entertainer leans over to hear you better, grab his or her head in both hands and yell directly into their ear whilst holding their head securely so they can't pull away. This will be taken as an invitation to a friendly game of tug of war between your head and their hands. Don't give up. Hang on until a singer or guitar player submits. Drummers are often unavailable for this fun game since they usually sit at the back protected by their drum kits and screens. Keyboard players are protected by their instruments and only play the game when tricked into coming out from behind their instruments. Though, though difficult to get them to play, it's not impossible, so keep trying. They're especially vulnerable during the break between songs. Helping the band. If you inform the band that you are a singer, the band will appreciate your help with the next few tunes or however long you can remain standing on stage. If you're too drunk to stand unassisted, simply lean on one of the band members or just the most expensive piece of equipment you see. Just pretend you're in a karaoke bar. Simply feel free to walk on stage and join in the fun. By the way, the drunker you are, the better you sound and the louder you should sing. If by chance you fall off the stage, be sure to crawl back up and attempt to sing harmony. Keep in mind that nothing assists the band more than outrageous dancing. Fifth and sixth part harmonies are a tambourine played on one and three out of tempo. Try the cowbell. They love the challenge. The band always needs the help and will take this as a compliment. Finally, the microphone and PA system are merely props and they don't really amplify your voice. So when you grab the mic out of the singer's hand, be sure to scream into the top of, into it at the top of your lungs. Otherwise, nobody will hear what a great singer you are. Hearing is overrated anyhow. The crowd and the sound tech will love you for it. Bonus tip. As a last resort, wait until the band takes a break and then get on stage and start playing their instruments. They love this, even if you're ejected from the club. You can rest assured in the knowledge that you have successfully completed your audition. The band will call you the following day to offer you a position. Now this is so true. This is so goddamn true. I've, I've seen this done many times. I've seen this and exp I've experienced this many times. Mainly on a uh, holiday brand that I used to work for. I'm not going to say what brand they are. But it was a... Um, it was a cruise ship brand, that's all I'm going to say. A lot of the passengers just thinking that they could get away with touching stuff. Oh, it was a pain in the ass. Or even just shouting, shouting at the band when they're trying to play. It just looks embarrassing. Drunkards thinking that they're allowed to just go up and talk to you whilst, uh, whilst the band's playing. <laughs> I'd never do that. I would never do that. And... I've seen it so many times. 
that poor guy. He must have had it. He must have had it up to here. Well, you can't see what how high it is, but it's as high as the ceiling on this studio that I've made in my garden shed. <laughs> yeah, I just can't believe it that someone actually took the time to write exactly what we all think when we're operating a live show. I've seen it. I've seen it from the control room. And I've seen people getting really irritated. And I've even had to go up myself during the interval, run up to the stage and confiscate the microphones where people are just thinking they got the right to just leave their chairs or leave the dance floor, go up on the stage and uh, quite literally help themselves to the microphone and get their gammy lipstick and God knows what other germs all over it when they're eating the microphone. They don't hold it, they eat the goddamn microphone. And it's gross. It's gross. Well, at the end of that little rant, and uh, the commentary to that rant, I'm gonna leave it here for now, people. You now know a bit more about Mustard X Media, what we do, and uh, our uh, Total Entertainment podcast. So just before we go, I wanna give you my email address one more time. It's MustardXMedia1983 at gmail.com if you want to get yourselves on here for an interview if you want to get your demo tape played if you just want to have a general conversation or get me to read something out that's uh, entertainment based any announcements please send us an email and uh, we'll get back to you and or we'll be reading it out or you'll be uh, reading something out yourself that gets put on our show I hope you've enjoyed today's show and uh, please give us a like, subscribe and share if you listen to this on YouTube. If you're on any of the podcasting platforms, subscribe to the podcast feed. And uh, if you want to share it, go for it. Please share out and um, spread the word. Let's build up a nice little entertainment community. And when I say a nice little entertainment community, I want to talk not only to my local area, not only to the country, not only to the whole of the UK, but I want to give you the world. Thank you very much, and I'll catch you next time.